Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey friends, Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this in real time, we are in the thick of the Christmas season and we've got a really special episode today looking at life lessons, marriage lessons, from two of the most famous characters of the Christmas story. And it's gonna be a fun and unique episode. Before we dive in though, I wanna let you know about our premium podcast option. And thanks for those who are already part of this. If you go to nakedmarriage.supercast.com, for five bucks a month, you can get the Naked Marriage podcast ad-free and also get bonus content that you can't get anywhere else. And that five bucks a month goes straight back into the ministry to help XO Marriage continue to create resources to build stronger marriages and families. And we just appreciate your support and uh, appreciate you listening today from wherever in the world you might be listening. We do, and we're so excited to share with you some principles that we can all learn from Mary and Joseph, one of the sweetest couples in the Bible, right? They are. Love them, but they're more than figurines. We're gonna actually talk about the humanity of Mary and Joseph and really how they live their lives and what we can learn and and apply to our own marriages. So let's dive in. I'm really excited about this episode um, for a couple reasons. Number one, Ashley is wearing her very sexy reading glasses. So if I seem distracted at any point, it's because I am mesmerized by silly. Trying to, trying to <laughs> I don't purr. know if they're sexy. They're very studious looking, but um, they're from Amazon. And if you want them, you can go to our Instagram page and they're linked there in a little button on our Instagram We put page. our favorite stuff though. Yes, our and favorite stuff. Amazon is not yet a sponsor of this podcast though. No, but they're cheap and that's why I like to, to pass yeah. on the value. Anyway. But if you're friends with Jeff Bezos, let him know that, you know, hey, <laughs> you, you want to, you could sponsor the Naked Marriage podcast. We would, we would appreciate it. That's right. Uh, but that's not what today is about. Today is about marriage lessons from Mary and Joseph, right? Now, I love this topic because I think sometimes at Christmas, we see figures of Mary and Joseph in these nativity sets in little marble statues or figurines. And um, and we think, well, they're not even real people. It's just, They're just these statues. And we forget these were just regular real people, like blue collar, hardworking people that God chose for a very special mission And they're honestly one of the best examples of a healthy marriage we have recorded in the Bible. Sadly, Mm -hmm. even though we have a lot of great marriage principles in the Bible, there aren't many healthy examples of marriage in the Bible. It's it's recordings of a lot of people who did a lot of things wrong. But Mary and Joseph, when we look at their story, we see a couple who did a lot of things right, right from the beginning. You know, they were dedicated to to God and his word and to each other. And so in this episode, we're going to take two of the most famous people from the Christmas story and help you see their humanity, not just as figurines in a nativity set, but as 
a married couple who really were doing their best to do things God's way and love each other. And I think there's a lot we can learn from their examples. And the the first little principle here is choose to honor each other, even when your spouse makes a mistake. Mm-hmm. Now, Mary did not make a mistake. She did nothing wrong um, when she became pregnant through the Holy Spirit by God's plan. But Joseph, who was not having sex with her, mm-hmm. uh, and they were waiting for marriage, tr- right. trying to do things the right way. When she said she's pregnant, of course, he's going to think, well, she cheated on me. And instead of making that a spectacle, the Bible says this in Matthew 1:19: Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to divorce her quietly. So even though he had every right, like, man, she's a cheater. She's a two-timer. He could have put it on Instagram or whatever they had back then and, and let people know, hey, she has no character. But he wanted to respect her and honor her and just quietly, um, right. you know, walk away. Until God let him know, no, this is from God, and you need to still still marry her. But it it shows how he re- respected her, even when he thought she had made a mistake. Right, and I I think you know how do we apply that to kind of the world we live in today? I would say this: we need to take make every effort to not take our spouse's dirty laundry, weaknesses, mistakes, whatever it is, and go plaster it online. Yeah, like yeah you know, and, and basically hurt their reputation. And I'm not, I mean, don't, don't misunderstand me here. I'm not saying like constantly lie and make excuses for your spouse's bad behavior. That's not at all what I'm saying, but I'm saying when they have made a mistake, they owned up to it. And you guys are working through that. That's your business. You don't need to go plaster that somewhere, or go tell all their colleagues or whatever. Uh, and I think social media is where I see this the most. That's why I'm mentioning that because there's so many times where if the mistake and the, and maybe it's not a mistake, the sin, we can just flat out call it sin, yeah. right? And Mary, this wasn't sin in her case at all, but like, let's say your spouse actually does sin against you and uh, they've, they've lied to you. They've done something that really hurts you. You have every right to be hurt. But when you take the, if that's not hard enough for you and for your spouse, when you take it to social media or even just to your friends, like it makes it so much worse because now, you know, here you guys are, you're going to be working through this hopefully, and you're going to get on the other side of it, but all those friends you shared it with on Facebook and, and your people on Instagram and your friends you told at lunch, they don't forget. So then you all have tried to move forward, but you have all these other people that know your dirty laundry and that are going to, you know, keep undermining you of it, especially if they do something else that makes you mad. And so we have to be so careful about that. And I think that we can take a cue from Joseph here of just having enough respect for our spouse to really try to protect their reputation. And it's really, it's just out of, it's out of having a deep love and respect for them. And I, I love that how Joseph, my goodness, you know, from what, from all he knew in that moment, Mary did cheat on him. That's what he thought because that's, that's all he knew in that moment. You know, we know later on they, you know, an angel comes to him in a dream and says, no, 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 Joseph, she's telling you the truth. This is, this is a gift from God. But at that moment he didn't know. And even, even when, you know, by looking at the evidence, he's thinking she cheated, he chooses to still honor her and her reputation in that moment. And that's just very, that, that, that's, that's someone with a a depth of character that we can all admire. Absolutely. All right. Number two. Let me see here. They they chose to do life and ministry together. And you guys, you know, we love this. We, yes. we do life and ministry together. We love that. Totally. Uh, and even if you're not technically vocationally tied together and doing, you know, working together, we can all do this. And it says in Luke 2 verses 4 and 5, it says, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. And... um 
he took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And so he didn't go by himself. He ended up taking her with him. Yeah, it would have been easier for him to go by himself, but he wanted to make sure, now we're going to do this together. I want to be there for you to support you through this pregnancy. Yeah. And, And really, and from then on, Every time Mary or Joseph is mentioned, they're always together. Yes. And every other instance in Scripture, until Joseph is no longer in the story, and we're, we're we believe contextually and historically that it's because he died. He, he died away, fairly yeah. young. Um, you know, leaving Mary as a fairly young widow. But during and he their, was older than Mary. You know, there right. was more of an age gap. Culturally, he back would have then. been older, um, just based on when men and women tended to marry in those days. But uh, they were always together. Like they they made sure that. Whatever they were doing, they did it together. They went to Bethlehem together. Then they went to Egypt together. They lived as refugees together. They came back to Nazareth together. They raised their family together. They they went to, it's recorded, they went to Jerusalem later together um, for, you know, the Passover feast. They they left Jesus. They forgot Jesus. They both forgot Jesus. When he was Jesus. 12, you feel guilty for <laughs> leaving your kid at Walmart for three minutes, you know, when you're you're looking for him in the aisle and they you, you lose him. Here, their whole job was to take care of the Messiah, and they lost him. And it for was a, three days. It was a full day before they even knew he was gone. <laughs> but then they went together to find him. It wasn't like it's your fault. It's your fault that you never see him blaming each other. They, which they, I mean, they could have. They might have been, but they. But they, they did go together. Together. And I just want to say, you know, here that that is a key to a strong marriage is doing as much as you can together. You know, of course, you have certain things that you do separately. Uh, you know, like going to work and different things, different parts of your life. But whatever you do, try to do as much as you can together. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient, and we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. Inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it, get that under control, and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. 
cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. Yeah, and it could be volunteering. I mean, in, in different seasons of our marriage, we started out volunteering in youth ministry together, and it was yeah. one of the sweetest seasons of our marriage it because was. we were serving together, making relationships together. And even though during the day we had different jobs, different places, this gave us a common point of, of working and serving together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so meaningful. So find those things, those activities, hobbies, serving opportunities that you can share in partnership. It really will make a difference. Yes. Uh, the next one is to treasure the blessings along the way. Several times uh, in the in the Gospels, it records something to the lines of this statement in Luke chapter two, verse nineteen. Mary treasured all these things in her heart and thought about them often. And just that concept of yeah. even in the difficult moments, and they had a lot of difficult moments. I mean, you know, we look at this perfect little nativity set and we think, oh, what a sweet way to have a baby. But it was a tough way to have a baby. <laughs> she wasn't with her family. In fact, she'd probably been ostracized by her family for an out-of-wedlock pregnancy. Um, they were far from home. She had no epidural. She wasn't in a hospital room. She had a baby in a barn with animal feces all around. There was no one there to celebrate with them. So God sent some homeless shepherds to go hang out with them. And here she's just had a baby. And now these random bearded, smelly men are wandering in to see the baby. The wise men who are in the nativity scene, just because I guess stores want to sell them as figurines, they didn't show up till like two years two later. Years, yeah. Um, so they weren't even there that night. But then they, they had to run for their lives from evil King Herod. They had to go live as refugees in Egypt where they didn't know the language or the people. And like they had a lot of hardship, you know, find it, they, even though they were in the center of God's will, they had a lot of hardship. So don't think that just because life's hard, it means you're not in God's will. They were in the middle of God's will yeah. and, and life was hard, but still they chose to celebrate and to be thankful and to treasure the moments, even in the difficulty. And so I think there's so much we can learn from that. We can. You know, I think we talk a lot on this podcast about this, but when you are going through a stressful time, it's okay to own it and say, like, this is not fun. Like, this is hard. Be honest. You don't have to have your, you know, head in the clouds acting like you're not seeing the hardship around you. I think it's okay to level with each other. But I love how they use the word treasure uh, in this, you know, and and again, she says it twice. And the other, so she says it first after the birth with the smelly shepherds around. But the next time she's recorded as saying it is after they find Jesus, after they had lost him, you know, during the Passover festival. And I'm sure it was out of relief, but here she is after all this. I'm sure she had mom guilt and, you know, I mean, back then they still had mom guilt and and dad guilt and And, all that. And you gotta be like just joking about it. Like I picture Joseph saying like, well, we're totally going to hell. I mean, (laughs) we lost Jesus. Like I didn't even know it was theologically possible to lose Jesus, but here we've lost, it was our whole job. And they probably had, you know, afterwards, a fun with it. And you'd have to, right? You'd have to. You sometimes just have to laugh. But I do, when I think about that moment when they finally found Jesus, he was actually with the scribes. He was with people learning and, and teaching actually. And I just imagine Mary looking around, seeing these grown men, looking at her son, Jesus, who I think was around 12 at the time, but him kind of already showing his family glimpses and people glimpses of this man, you know, this this gift from God, the son of God, who they didn't, you know, no one else knew that yet except Mary and Joseph, but just seeing what God was doing in his life and her just smiling like, wow, you know, there he is. 
that's, that's my son, but also God's son, you know? I knew it had to be something just surreal for her. And the fact that even in the chaos and all the emotions to choose to treasure that up, we can just take so much from that because I think that being able to be thankful for something in the midst of chaos, that, that just keeps our perspective on the right things. And so I love that about Mary and Joseph. They did a good job of that for sure. All right, the next one, we can learn from Mary and Joseph this. In stressful moments, instead of blaming each other, they work together to find solutions. In Luke 2:48 it says this. His parents didn't know what to think. This is the same scene that we're talking about here. This is how they record it in the Bible. His parents didn't know what to think. Son, his mother said to him, "Why have you done this to us?" I mean, right. <laughs> this right. is so real. To talking to Jesus. I mean, she's having this mom moment of like I know. like how much can you reprimand the son of God who's I perfect, mean, but you know, at the same time he's an adolescent at this point and you're frustrated with him and right. it's just such a real moment. Like so much could have happened. There's so to much you. humanity in this and I just love how honest and true and real the Bible is. That it these is. are not just figurines, guys. These are real people. Real parents of the Savior of the world. So she says, son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been frantic, searching for you everywhere. And that's in, in Luke 2, 48. And I, I know I'm laughing at that, but I, I, I truly would have been that way. Like we, one time years ago, uh, we're on a long family trip and we all had a bathroom break at a gas station. And for some reason, <laughs> you want to tell the rest of the story, you're better oh at goodness. telling it. We had all finished up. Well, we hadn't finished. We, well, we, we went to this ga- gas station and it was a one seater and the line was like 12 people deep. And like so, in the men's restaurant. And we were like, weird. no, we're not doing this. You know, we got a bunch of boys. We'll just find a tree to go <laughs> pee on or whatever. And so <laughs> I said, all right, guys, we're not staying here. We hop back in the van, we get back on the road. And um, out of the back seat uh, where our two older boys sit, um, Cooper, our oldest, who was probably like 14 at the 14, time. yeah. He's like, uh, hey, dad, um, <laughs> where's Connor? And I'm like, what? And he's like, uh, <laughs> Connor, I, I don't think he's here. And I look back and sure enough, Connor's not there. And I like whip the van around and <laughs> burn rubber to get back to that gas station. I get all the way there. <laughs> Like 15 minutes later, and I, I'm like, Connor, Connor, Connor. And I go, and he's made his way in that line all the way up to the front. And he's in the one in the toilet right now. And I'm beating on the door. Connor, are you in there? And he's like, yeah, dad, I'm fine. I'm like, oh, hey, buddy. We're just wondering what take taking you so long. You know, I mean, hey, you're all right. Hey, you want to get a snack? Any snack you want when you get out? And then I, I told our ki- other kids, don't tell Connor. He's already a middle child. He's going to have is- complex issues. Don't tell him we left him. And they're like, okay. And then as soon as he got in the car... Um, our third one, who was like seven at the time, yeah. said, they forgot you and drove off. And I mean, <laughs> but that was five minutes. Can you yeah, imagine five Mary minutes. and Joseph for three days? Oh gosh, I, I, I know. Mean, and that was wow. like the same age. He was like 12 he probably. He was 12, he was. So yeah. we we can relate, Mary and Joseph. But your heart sank. Like, oh man, I felt terrible. You're, you're, you're just like, feel sick. I just remember feeling sick. And oh, I felt terrible. And I, we horrible. joke later, like, well, this is why we get invited to speak at marriage events, but never parenting <laughs> events, you know, <laughs> the people that left their kids at a gas station. Oh my goodness. Oh. Uh, there's only one more. That's right. Now I'm, I'm just reminiscing about, Connor, we love you. If you're listening to this, you're awesome. We love you. All right. Last one. Never forget the privilege God has given you and your spouse by bringing you together and calling you to share Christ with the world. So, the, the mission that God gave Mary and Joseph, as sacred as that mission was, to carry Christ, to bring Jesus into their home and to share Jesus with the world, in many ways is the exact same mission that you and your spouse are given. You're called to carry Christ within you. Mm-hmm. 
not in your womb, but in your heart. You're called to bring Jesus into your home. You're called to share Jesus with the world. And right. so are we. And it, it's a privilege to do that. And so let's do that and let's celebrate. And one last verse, it's not about Mary and Joseph, but just one we love from Song of Solomon, chapter one, verse two. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for your love is better than wine. You should have read that verse because let him kiss me sounds better when Thank you're reading you. it. I Let her kiss me. Let her kiss me with the kisses of her mouth. <laughs> I like it. Your love is better than wine. Merry Beautiful. Christmas to you. <laughs> Sexy thing. All right. <laughs> hey, guys, listen, I'm so glad you tuned into this. And so every time you see a nativity set from now on and you look at all those characters, remember, these were real people and real people that God used in a unique way. And God wants to do the same with you. And so as you celebrate Christmas this year, just be reminded of that and comforted by that and, and encouraged by the example of this um, very real couple who God used to change the world. But remember that God wants to change the world through you too. That's right. We thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget that this Wednesday, we're going to have another Hump Day Q&A episode, which is so fun. They're short, but they answer your specific questions. And you can go to nakedmarriagepodcast.com to submit your questions to be answered there. It's always anonymous. Or you can go and DM us on Instagram. We will not say your name on air, but you can definitely leave a question there. So our um, Instagram is at Dave and Ashley Willis. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. <laughs>